I'd just like to say real quick. Um, Alamo. Alamo's the best. Right? Yeah, it is the best. It's a fantastic theater. <laughs> like, there's a reason that other theaters are trying to, like, latch on to that model. Like, right. it's fairly late in the game, but, like, I went down to the pavilions and, you know, they're, they're trying to do, like, the food thing. They don't have, like, in-theater service or anything, but, you know, food and alcohol and right. reclining seats with tables and things <laughs> like that. And it's just, like... Not the same, <laughs> no. Because it's like, yeah, pretty much but a the, cheap like trick to try and like catch up at the last minute. The the thing with Alamo also is like you're gonna end up paying a little bit more, but it's totally worth it because yeah. you get like a better experience yeah. all around. And I was I was hesitant at first because just I mean movies have just been going up and up and up and up, and then you know Alamo's now just the closest thing, and it's like oh great. But it is worth it. The, the ticket so price fun. isn't that much more than no, like your average thing. Is, yeah. But you just end up spending more on food and drinks. But like, it, it's just so much better in every way. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we ready? Oh, I am beyond <laughs> ready. <Yes. laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, as always, Dennis. Uh, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, these lovely gentlemen, Colin and Craig. How are you both? Good. I'm great, Dennis. All right. Well, uh, we just uh, went and saw Kingsman the Golden Circle last night at the Alamo Drafthouse. Yeah, so. and it was one of those things when we go see a movie together and we're not recording immediately afterwards right. where we walk out and we're like, <laughs> we can't talk about it. Yeah, it's frustrating to watch movies together. There's so much to say. Yeah, and... Um, I have a feeling we're all going to be kind of talking about the same kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, about this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll just kind of go in on it together of what it's about. Um, uh, it's a direct sequel from the first Kingsman, which is well, not like direct. You get the sense that it's been like a matter of months. Maybe was his year, girlfriend so. in the first one? Or is yes, that a, okay, yes, she's the princess who he saves from Sam Jackson's yeah, the lair one who, in the that's first right. one. Okay, yeah. The one he has anal sex with at the end of the first movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then that just that 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 kind of like, uh, like the that kind of like mentality of kind of movie? carries through the rest yeah. of, through the second movie. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I think it wishes you know, <laughs> it did. But but the, here's let, let me just first off, I was like, it's not horrible. No. It, it like I'm glad I lowered my expectations. Right. Because it, it's not horrible but it's it's just not good it's frustrating is what it is yeah yeah it's because because you're it's so close to being like exactly something that would entertain me and and it, it's so close to being what entertained me in the first kingsman but it just there's something that's just there's something there. missing yeah, yeah. It, it's just i mean it and it is fun and it is entertaining for for periods right but it's also just so striving to be the first one it's like yeah. collapsing under and, its own and, weight yeah, yeah. But yeah, so as far as what happens in the movie, yeah, yeah, from, yeah we have we have to do this. yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll kind of like take a little bit at, from like the Wikipedia plot here because so it's essentially a year since the last movie ended, and uh, Eggsy has pretty much taken on the role of Galahad, and uh, who was Harry in the first movie and was shot by Samuel L. Jackson's character, uh, and. He is ambushed by uh, one of the rejected Kingsman uh, applicants, uh, who's is uh, Charlie, uh, 
Yeah, and he's got a robotic arm, and we ensue like the first action scene, which is a, a chase through the streets of London where Eggsy's in a cab, and he's being he's fighting Charlie in the back, and they're being chased by some other cars, and you know, a pretty decent action sequence. Yeah, and yeah, full of it. like the Kingsman stuff with like a cool like slow mo stuff. Yeah, that... it was great for kicking off the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, essentially he is. Uh, found by this guy he gets away but it turns out that the mechanical arm is left behind and hacks into the Kingsman systems uh, which we find out uh, going back to uh, this like jungle base we go back to a a pretty cool villain lair yeah Um, and we find out that Julianne Moore is like this world class like the biggest drug dealer like the biggest drug kingpin and she's yeah her name's Poppy yeah. And she, yeah, she's essentially living in this, like, jungle base that's kind of like this uh, undiscovered, uh, forbidden city type of place. But, but she's it's all a retrofitted 19- it to, like, yeah, yeah like this, it's like, all 1950s, a 1950s diners. like, pop thing. It's right. like the movie theater and Which a diner dope. and a I mean, salon. That was and just it's awesomely bombastic. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> what you expect be. from, yeah. like, what the Kingsman, like, has established as the world of these movies which is like the 21st century version of the roger moore era of james bond the aesthetic is there yeah yeah and so she's been running this yeah global drug ring uh and they're called the golden circle uh and she using the information that was stolen through the hack finds the locations for all of the kingsmen and bombs the shit out of them and so, essentially, Eggsy is now without a home. All we're left with is Eggsy and Merlin. Yeah. And they meet and Eggsy and Merlin go to find, like, the emergency contingency, which all they find is a bottle of uh, Ken- Statesman Kentucky bourbon. Whis- yeah, Kentucky yeah. whiskey. And within that, they find that they have to go to Kentucky. Yeah, so they go to Kentucky. Uh, there's like a ni- another little fight scene where there's mistaken identity because they're going, they've tracked down the location of uh, where this bottle has come from and they find out that there's a secret base underneath it. They try to get in and Channing Tatum shows up uh, as Agent Tequila with the Statesman and they get into a little misunderstanding kerfuffle right. until they're taken prisoner. Um, Merlin and Galahad are taken prisoner and uh, it's revealed that they are the statesmen once they encounter Harry, yeah, who right. it turns out is alive. I, lo- I love that whole compound, the state- statesman compound. It was like as if America was a amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it <laughs> would be I, that place. And I also love the statesman as a thing. I love that there's a sister organization to the Kingsmen right. in America, and it's the statesman. It's the same thing. It's a like independent uh, like intelligence organization, right. like fully funded by their own business. And... Like it's it's cool. You would think that they would have like some sort of like if this was like they were each other's like emergency plans, you would think they would have some sort of like knowing that each other exists. Like, yeah, a little like knowing until that until fucking exists. Halle Berry shows up with the umbrella and says, like, this was in our emergency thing and it says Kingsman on it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, that's a wh- terrible it idea. It makes so much more <laughs> sense for them to just know that each other exists and be like, oh, we can go to our sister organization in right. the U.S. and they'll help us. It'd be, and- it'd be dope if they referenced like, some other like bigger network that they're a part of that like they just vaguely reference and then yeah. move on from it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it turns out that um, yeah they find the statesman and they discover a little bit more about like this golden circle and more about them. And um, essentially, what happens is Poppy has laced every drug that they sell, which is pretty much everything, you know, all the recreation down drugs. to heroin. Yeah, uh, and they are poisoning people and uh, holding the planet ransom to end the war on drugs and legalize everything. So that way Poppy can become the legitimate businesswoman that she wants to be like, and gain the recognition that she feels she deserves. Uh, and so she's holding the world hostage and saying that the president of the United States has to make this decision because the UN quote has no teeth. Uh, and so uh yeah that's pretty much and what yeah. the main so then of the, the, the kingsmen and the statesmen have to work together to stop her and it turns out that one of the statesmen agent whiskey is actually working against everybody he's like more or less a double agent yeah who, um, what harry kind of like harry kind of like is clued on it but no one really believes but, him because yeah, no one gets it though what, what happened with harry is he lost his memories for a while after getting shot through the eye and out of the back of the head. Yeah, by the way, Harry is back. Yeah, <laughs> Harry's yeah. back, and guess what? He's got amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand. I can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like unnecessary things of Eggsy's girlfriend, fiance, whatever, the princess, like when they're broken up because Eggsy has to like sleep with a target in order to get further in the case. She like spirals and she's smoking pot and so now she's poisoned by the stuff so there's like another unnecessary heightening of the stakes that see right. that one i didn't mind it was just like that yeah. on top of everything else that was yeah. like I was that like, if on that top been... of elton john is in the movie yeah. as himself <laughs> who was like the most entertaining part to me it was, yeah it was really entertaining the... but it's also just like Really? But it, it was the best example of, like, how often this movie missed the mark. Where, like, Elton John is the one that's hitting the homers. You know, where, like, all of the other things that they're setting up throughout the movie are just, like, falling, like, like flat farts. And, like... It well, did... he was some of the most legitimately, like, comedic moments in the movie. He was. Like, 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 he was Elton really John. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, like, it shouldn't be that way. But, yeah, it was like, he wasn't in any way, like, pivotal to the plot no. at all. But, like, he definitely was the thing that was like bringing actual comedic elements to the movie that wasn't just like juvenile like you know like sex humor or like ass humor yeah and know, i mean toilet the, humor. At the low point of the first movie is the thing where she's like if you save the world we can have sex in the box and it's like uh, really yeah <laughs> you have to go there and this movie is kind of starting there yeah and going right. from like, they even do kind of a double entendre to that where um, the real Galahad, Harry, is saying, like, if I save the world, can I have tickets to your next show? And he says, if you save the world, you can have backstage passes. Yeah. Oh, I miss that. That that's was terrible. my one where I was like, that's the worst line. <laughs> oh, that's like, even worse than... I just... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But... Man. 
again, there's good things in here. Julianne Moore is crushing it. Oh, yeah. she's great. This movie. She slays it. She's the best villain. <laughs> I feel like this is like she kind of reminded me of uh, Charlize Theron and Fate of the Furious. Yep. But like actually good, like yeah. in her role. But, yeah. Like, like, she, fuck. she actually, yeah, she actually Moore, cared. But she's actually yeah. there. Yeah. She's actually bringing it. She's actually like participating. Because yeah, great. she definitely had like you know like kind of like some <laughs> some cringy pun moments, like right. very much that like Charlize served up right. in fate but it actually worked because again she gave a damn like, she was she was excellent i i feel like she was missing something like i feel like she was just out there alone you know as the villain like i i feel like she needed like a close sidekick that she can beat up on that would like talk back and stuff you know well, like, she better, had angel but like not like i mean but he didn't last very long and he didn't than, say much yeah and like and like or like even like if she had like a cat that she well, petted, well she has know? like the henchman she has charlie who like he's got the full james bond henchman thing he's got the robotic arm and she I know, upgrades but, the robotic but arm. Right. i'm not talking that. about that role yeah, i'm talking about like a like a like just someone that's like well, no, but her and charlie but, I mean, never had that, back that that's forth. exactly my point it's like they never have anything back and forth like in a bond movie it would be like the villain and the henchman have something that gives them a dynamic right like Julianne Moore is just kind of in a void. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't have anyone to work off of except for like when she's <coughs> against, you know, the good guys or like against the president or whoever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, because that's the other thing is that so the organization, the Golden Circle is holding the world hostage saying that the president must, uh, you know, decriminalize and legalize all drugs. And the president says that he's agreeing to this, but actually is pretty much just, like, a dick. Gonna and, let everyone down. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, he's decided that, like, we're gonna get rid of all the junkies by I'll pretend that I'm doing this to, like, find out where she is, and then we're just gonna let all of the drug addicts... Yeah, he's pretty like, much saying, like, we won the war on drugs we'll because everyone that's been using drugs will now be dead, and so that will, therefore, win the war on drugs because there won't be any more people buying drugs. Sound logic. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Except for all the people that, you know, will have trauma after that. And, and one of his, like, key advisors, like, uh, like I don't know if it's his, like, vice president or what, someone with, like, a head person within his staff is using drugs and ends up, like, being shipped out. With I all the hated that whole, like, like, the morality of this movie, like, just shifted all the time in regards to that, where it was, like... It was okay that like people use recreational drugs, and it was wrong that they're being punished this way. And then it like bounced from that to like being like it's wrong, and that like this whole story is like don't use drugs because maybe something like this would happen. Yeah, and like that frustrates me. <laughs> I didn't even give it the credit of taking a moral stance on it. I thought it was just kind of being like, yeah, this is the the plot this time. We we use drugs, and I, I don't know. But I mean, they try. They do try and like yeah hit that nail with the hammer like they do try and like do that exactly what you were saying where it's like oh anyone could you know use drugs depending on the situation like oh it's good people like that right. are using drugs too and and then it was like bt dubs don't use drugs yeah and it was like <laughs> what are you getting at you know yeah and like it, it, it's it says like the the mor moral of this movie is as muddled as the tone of this movie because like there's the whole when Merlin steps on a landmine and he's gonna die and he oh. starts singing the John Denver thing, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll kind of allow you this one because it's ridiculous. Well, that would have worked and if they set it up better. It, it, yeah. If they had set it up better or if it... But then, 
But then, <laughs> at, at the end of the movie, when like the cure is coming out and it's like the triumphant moment, they're playing that John Denver music. Like the score shifts into like that West Virginia like John yeah. Denver song, and I'm like, don't do that callback. Like that wasn't an emotional enough moment well, that you want to make right. this the like climax of the film. I mean, well, that's the thing too is like they use that like that you they use that song like throughout the movie like at different points and it doesn't really they never really use it to that effect because they use it so much that it just becomes like washed out they use it so much and for so many different things that aren't related to each other yeah Yeah. it just it it never becomes like a thematic element because it's just like sprinkled in it's like we could get the rights to this song so we gotta use it it yeah we gotta use the shit out of it it, it's America let's get the rights to one John Denver song I thought it it was originally like the statesman theme song so whenever the statesman were on they were gonna play that song we're gonna play like this almost heaven West Virginia but we're in Kentucky too. Like yeah. they're, they're, they're saying, like West Virginia, while we're going to Kentucky, and like, is this a British film? Yeah, they should have like, just, like, just missing the they mark. They should have just like, played Sweet Home Alabama. Like, I know. They've just been like as accurate. <laughs> also, we uh, get Agent Whiskey, who like my oh, other dude, okay, Agent Whiskey, who I thought was kind of cool, but it's also like, what's going on with this guy? And he's played by the Red Viper. Yeah, the guy oh, yeah. from Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, oh yeah, I like and, it. And that, but that was also another thing because I'm like, oh, it's gonna be so cool. Channing Tatum's in it, and, and Channing Tatum is barely in. Well, it. And that that's the thing too. I felt the same way about Halle Berry. Like when I was yeah. like, I saw that Halle Berry's gonna. Be, I was like, she's gonna be awesome. She's gonna kick ass. Like she's gonna barely be, in and it. And then yeah, no, she's barely in it. She's like you know the guy in the chair. But even that like. But even Merlin, like, in they the share. original movie, like, had more. Is like, if she had been, like, the same, like, direct translation of, like, Merlin in terms of, like, screen time and and actual, like, relevance to the movie right. as Merlin was in the first one, this would have been awesome. If but, they had some way, like, let, let's get Merlin, like, out in the field, like, throughout the or movie. Or put her out in the, the field. Oh, yeah, either, yeah, either or, like, have, if either, because that's what she wants in the end. Yeah. Is, like, she wants to be out in the field. If she'd actually been in the field in this movie, like, that would have been awesome. Or if she'd... Like just actually been the Merlin and not have to have like Merlin sitting next to her in They're, every moment that right. she was and, there. Like. And in both cases, these are being set up to be in the next movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, in, in, and that's part of what's frustrating about it is you're like, I want this. And like at the end of this one, they're setting it up like, well, in the next one. Right. Yeah. And, and it's and like if like, they hadn't tried to like shove so much shit into this one, like there because there was so much just shit that was just shoved into this. Like, they could have, like, scaled back on so much more and then just, like, actually had her actually have a full character arc throughout this movie instead of being, like... There are no character arcs in this movie. No, there are not. At least in the first one, like, Eggsy has a storyline. Like, Eggsy goes through something to become a Kingsman. And, like, we see a transformation. In this one, I have no reason to care about any of these statesman characters. Yeah. No. Like, I guess the thing, like, I guess Eggsy's, like, main storyline is supposed to be... Him moving from, like, being in love with Tilda to, like, actually wanting to marry her is the closest I can see to anything actually being... the closest thing to any character in this movie having an arc. Yeah. But, like, even, like, like the story is is just, like, they didn't know how to end it even. Like, am I the only one that, like, forgot all about Whiskey's vengeance until the very end when he just shows up and it's like, oh, yeah, they gotta deal with him now. There's this whole thing. We think that Whiskey's actually a double agent. We think throughout the movie that Whiskey is working for Golden Circle, but it's not. It's that Whiskey just hates, like, drugs and, like, drug addiction, so Whiskey is trying to... Right, but, like, what what I'm saying is, like, they don't... 
like it's delivered so blah that you're so focused on like the other like the actual story that like I forgot about like his existence. And so like after like <laughs> I after Julian Moore like... died and then he showed up, it's like oh yeah, we gotta fucking finish this and then end it. You know, well, I, I get that to a point. It's not that I forgot about him. It's just that I'm like oh okay, when it, now we gotta deal with this. Well yeah, and then it, it was just his his whole like motive was. Was it was so, so ham fisted. Yes, like, it was just yes. like, oh, it was terrible. My, so my high school like, sweetheart. Was... Why not? <laughs> why not make him a double agent? It, it would I have mean, been that would have made more sense, it, and it would have been yeah. If they actually worked again, they just tried to shove so much in this movie in terms it, of like it, to to okay to put this in a James Bond analogy because it. it these movies are very much the Roger Moore era. If the first movie is Live and Let Die, this movie is jumping straight to Moonraker. <laughs> it's it's like let's not even like work our way there. Let's not get like more and more ridiculous. Let's let's just go from the first one right to Moonraker. Yeah. Or or even going from like Doctor No to Moonraker yeah. is what this movie does. It's, well, it kind of reminded me of like a um what are the shitty Batman's. Um, who uh, the Ju- oh, the Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of those. Where like the first one is like, okay, I kind of get what you're doing, and then it's like, yeah, you like that? I gotta hit the gas really on this one, and then like the second one's like, yeah, oh, okay. To the point where we've got uh, like robot dogs. Yeah, it's and just... I mean, it's yeah. The second I saw those robot dogs, I was just like, oh. like oh. I didn't mind any of the aesthetic. I thought it was like home run. Like, I, like just the feeling and the vision and like. Like the action and stuff, I feel like there should have been more. Yeah, there's still kind of like yeah. the balletic violence of yeah. like the first one. I, I dug it. It just there was just something that was just like, eh. yeah, and it, I do, it's I, just missing any substance, like yeah. a soul, like a yeah. movie soul. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I get like the going back into some stuff that we do like. The fight scenes were the still fight scenes amazing. are amazing. Oh like, yeah, I love that filming where it's like that. It's like that high energy type of like frenetic sense. But it still like feels like you can follow what's going on because yep. of the way that they're filming it. Like yeah. those like tracking shots where it's like you're getting like over someone and they're going upside down and the camera moves with their point right. of view like as they're going. And, but you can still clearly see like what's happening and where they're at in a scene. Or to like focus on the expressions of like Eggsy like in the middle of like flipping over someone. Yeah. 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 I mean it's like the the action scenes are fantastic like the aesthetic of everything is great i love a lot of the really super specific references to james bond like they're uh when harry has lost his memory he believes himself to be a lepidopterist yeah which is a reference to um on her majesty's secret service where m in his off time studies lepidoptery and james bond shows up and of course he knows everything about lepidoptery too (laughs) and uh he pulled like when they're stopping the um uh, what's the, the the gondola the gondola yeah when they're stopping the gondola they pull on whiskey's parachute and his parachute comes Is out and it has the American flag, flag on the American yeah. flag on it a reference to um the spy who loved me and then the um the briefcase as a gadget is a reference to a movie we'll be talking about very soon <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Russia with love where like the the uh, briefcase has got like is full of gadgets and stuff. So there's a lot of like really cool James Bond references in it. It's got like I love her layer. I love Julianne Moore. I love like well, so much about it. It's honestly just... I did I enjoyed like I liked Tilda and Eggsy's relationship. Like, yeah, I liked that in this movie. Like again, there was like just so much going on that I don't feel like it really got the attention that it deserved. 
Uh, but I do love like that whole thing of like, like, yeah, as a secret agent, there are times where it's like, you will have to like use your body as a weapon, you know, type of deal. Right. And, and I love that he calls her. Yeah. And yeah, he's oh, like, yeah. Calls hey, her. <laughs> like, I just want to tell you that this is, I've got to do this. Like, I, so is it I better than got to like, sleep with the target? And for you. <laughs> yeah. But then like, yeah, but then like when they kind of bring it back, it's kind of like they, they bring that back to this whole like thing where it's like, oh, well, if we were married or if there was like a proposal on the table, like the whole ultimatum thing, it's like, you know what he does for work. Like, you know what his job is. Like, you right. know the things that he has to it's do. It's not like you're just some and, girl. Yeah. And it's like, and you know that he's like committed to you and like but the whole like still ultimatum. Get married in the end. Well, yeah. I mean, like that was the thing. It's like, you knew that was going to happen, which but, was. But uh, they just what didn't I, need that moment. Yeah. They didn't need. Yeah they, yeah. they shouldn't have had it be like the ultimatum thing. Like, well, it because, cheapens the wedding at the end too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it, it's just, they, even when they like do well, they just do things that just don't hit the mark. But, but the things I liked about that relationship was like the ways that they're working on like, Oh, we need to, you need to be ready to fit into my world. And he's like, Oh, I will. Because she's like, let's practice. Like she makes breakfast. She's like, we should practice. Cause my father's like real serious about table manners is like, I've got this because we have a flashback to Harry teaching him about all of this. And yeah. Like, oh, this is a cool moment. And then like, we have the dinner where he's actually at dinner with the King and queen. And oh, he's good. being fed all this information about like the King keeps testing him on like, what about this? What about that? And it turns out, and it turns out that XE knows everything. And it's all, Instead of like a James Bond movie where James Bond just knows everything, it's that he's got Lancelot in his ear and Lancelot <laughs> is just telling him everything yeah. because she's on the computer and she's researching all this stuff. <laughs> I really, I really hope, like, I mean, I know it's, it'd be dumb and stupid and trite if they did it, but I would still love if Lancelot turned out to be alive in the next movie. It's possible. Like, because I, yeah. <laughs> she sees like the incoming missile and she's like, oh shit, and she like is running. Yeah. So it's this thing where you could be that, okay, maybe Lancelot survived. I would buy that in the next movie. It wouldn't drive me nuts. Like, as it didn't drive me nuts that Harry turned out to be alive in this one. I was like, yeah. okay. But... What would drive me nuts is if Merlin turns out to be alive in the next one. Yeah, I would be like, you, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> He'd be like a he robot. exploded. There's no gel for that. Right? <laughs> what, another uh, thing that frustrated me about this movie was, um, and we kind of talked about it, is uh, Harry like coming back and like um, specifically Eggsy's reaction to like realizing that Harry's alive. Because he had this... Because Eggsy had this amazing emotional moment when he's uh, talking to uh, his girlfriend about how he learned about the etiquette, like, and dining and everything from Harry. And then, like, he, like, references Harry's dog that's, like, mounted creepily at his apartment. Mr. Pickles. Know. Yeah, Mr. Yep. Pickle. And, and, like, it was, like, he was, like, about to cry and everything, like, when he was, like, remembering him and, and all this stuff, you know. And it's like, oh, wow, like, that's amazing. But then, like, when, like, he finds out Harry's alive, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it's more of their played like a, like a shock. They're like, "What? He's alive!" But then when uh, Tequila is feigning that he's gonna shoot Harry, they're like, "No, no!" no. Then like they're yelling, they're having this whole thing, but it's still, it, yeah, it, it does still miss the mark, right? Yeah, and it just felt like I don't know. It that's that's a hard thing to do, you know, as a writer. I imagine you know, like balancing that out, you know, where it's like you have one side where it's like really heavy, and then like. There's all this expectation of how they're going to react, you know. When they yeah. Actually... yeah. Uh, another thing that annoyed me with regards to Harry and that whole thing was he's missing an eye, 
And so once he's like back in action and he remembers who he is again and he's like starting to fight, like he goes to do the thing where he chucks the like glass at the guy who he's fighting and he misses him entirely. Right. And I'm like, that's a great comedic moment yeah. because yeah. his depth perception is completely ruined by the fact that he has one eye. And they're like, so then uh, Whiskey takes on the whole bar and fights everyone. It's a really awesome fight scene and everything. But, and you're like, oh, you're not at 100% because you have to get back to your full self. And then it's revealed later, it's like, oh, he was just faking it. You're like, what? He was <laughs> just faking it? Yeah, because it's this, when he's talking about, like, the reveal of, like, oh, like, don't trust whiskey and all this stuff. He, like, it's this whole thing of, like, he's been pretending to not be 100% because then at the end of the movie, he is. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even catch that enough. Yeah, no, just that like, just uh, made me. Well, maybe I was reading into it, but I don't know. It, it's still. <laughs> it was, yeah, no. I, I, I loved the comedy of, like, oh, like Galahad oh, is back, but, like, oh, Galahad's, like, not 100% right. because he has to recover. Yeah. But that, that was another scene, though, is just, like, something very intangible is there where, like, this should be way more entertaining and funny than it actually is. Well, yeah, because yeah, even when it, like, started happening, like, yeah, when they were playing, like, the pub scene again. Right. Like, and it was like, all right, first of all, this is the third time we've now seen this scene. This exact scene, like, yeah. And. It just yeah, there's just something about it where it just didn't have that same like catch that it did. There like, was no build up for the thug, first of all. Yeah, exactly. That, that was yeah. Weird. like the, it was like all of a sudden he was just out of nowhere, nowhere, just like oh yeah, you're queer, like yeah. And it was just like, wait, what? And he's he'd been standing there throughout the entire scene, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just like, get out of my bar, you queer. <laughs> and it's just like what? What? <laughs> this guy's missing his cues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but and then, yeah. But I do, I mean, at first when they set up the pub scene again, I was like, really? We're doing the exact pub scene that we saw twice in the first movie? But then I was, I liked the turn on the head of that, like, Harry can't take on these guys. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like, I don't know if the first movie passed the Bechdel test, but I feel like this one definitely does it. There's barely any women. And, and there's I, like, yeah, I think the first movie fails the Bechdel test on question one. But at the very, at the same time, I still felt like with Lancelot, there was at least like something there in terms of like a little bit more. And I feel like they could have built on that had they not just like killed her off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because again, like uh, Ginger Ale, Halle Berry's character just doesn't really get anything to do in this movie. No, she gets like, nothing to do. And I, I just well, felt like apart the, I felt like from the, like the medical stuff, like she freezes tequila and she well, yeah, and explains like the whole face she explains thing. like the how they the gel works that saves people from headshots and she but yeah apart yeah. from that she does she's an exposition nothing. tool like and like, it's it's she's she's Ramsey in the Fast and the Furious yeah exactly is, like is, yeah is she's here for like to like you know spout some techno jargon and to like yeah explain like the gadgets but. I just, I really wanted her to get more in this movie. Oh, like, but I was yeah. really excited when I saw that she was going to be in it. And I love that her name is Ginger Ale, though. And I, I love the naming conventions. I love how, like, the Kingsmen, like, it, within, like, the Kingsmen, they are named after, like, Knights of the Round Table. Like, the support guy is Merlin, and, like, all the agents are, like, Knights of the Round Table. I love how the Kingsmen are all, like, alcohol. The statesmen. Like, or, yeah, the statesmen are, like, Agent Whiskey, Agent Tequila, and then, like, the backup person like, is mixtures. Ginger Ale. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's a really cool thing. Again, like, the aesthetics are there. Right. But... But just the heart is missing. Yeah. The... Yeah. Writing, maybe? 
Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's I feel like I feel like they just kind of like thought that they could bank on the first one and just go with that style and that that would carry it. And you know, to a certain extent it does in terms of like entertainment, like in, yeah. like entertainment wise, like I can see why this movie is like fairly split on the Rotten Tomatoes score. Well, I yeah. totally buy the Rotten Tomatoes scores for this because it's it's bad scores for critics and decent scores for audiences and I'm like, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. But like I, I I agree with you, Craig, but like I feel like this was made by like 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 a bro that really enjoyed Kingsman without watching any James Bond or any spy movies, you know, it's just, yeah, and like really laughed at all like the well, they butt have jokes to watch stuff. James Bond because of how specific they get with the I, James Bond. Right, cults. I know, but like I'm what I'm saying is that like it's so like just like the bro aspect of Kingsman without the nuance aspect of Kingsman, yes. yeah. you know, yes. and, like and and it's the nuance and like the reference to the Roger Moore and like see this awesome thing that we're elaborating on that's like been beaten to death by James Bond and here's a first franchise for you like that was just overridden it, it, by it is just the bro bro side of it without the understanding of what works in the first one well right. and it's like what you're saying like it's like they took the first one it was and it was kind of like this homage or at the same time it was like this tongue in cheek type of uh like poking fun at like a lot yes. of like the like it's- cheesier james bond tropes whereas this one just kind of like took those at face value and then just like shoved a bunch of them into the movie like it was just like we'll just we'll just shove a bunch of like references to james bond in the movie without actually really like like saying anything about them or like really like like really turning them on their head or doing anything additional with them like it's literally or or even caring about the characters like it's it's more about like this style and about this thing than any of the content. Well, it was more like they, it was like, yeah, it was like they were saying, let's find, let's take these James Bond like scenes and then just figure out ways to like put the story around them. It was like, we'll, we'll, we'll get that parachute scene in there somehow. Like we'll figure out how to get that in there. All right. We'll, we'll figure out how to like, you know, get all of these, like the, the suitcase in there. Like we'll figure out how to do all these little James Bondy things. And it was like, almost like they thought about how to put those in the movie before they had the full movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like die another day. Yeah. But not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's a low bar. Somebody on, on Twitter was talking to, was uh, tweeting Matt Gorley talking about this movie and said, at least James Bond took like 20 movies to get to die another day. And I'm like, it's not that bad. (laughs) It's a, it's Moonraker. But it's not Die Another Day. No, I can think of, like, a lot of James Bond movies that are way worse than this one. Like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't name them by name, but... Uh, a View to a Kill? Just just a lot of them. <laughs> like, most Roger Moores, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I think most James Bond are terrible movies. <laughs> yeah, most of them are pretty bad. Um, but uh, that kind of wraps me up for this one. Um, yeah? I gotta say just a few things I liked just the menace of julianne moore i liked how just ruthless she was from the get-go yeah that yeah. she like grinds that dude up at the beginning and then serves him to right. the guy <laughs> and like how she brands everyone with the golden circle yeah like, it's yeah she's and the whole time she's got this uh, uh like super happy yeah. like poppy personality right. yeah like, um but yeah yeah julianne moore crushed it yep. like no doubt about that for sure so uh yeah 
guess uh, do you have any do you have any numbers on this or is, I is didn't it too look early? it up. Yeah, it's, it's also it's in still the theaters, in the theaters, right. so it's a little early. Uh, who directed it? Do we have director? It's uh, it is directed by a person, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn, the Matthew same guy Vaughn. from the first one. Okay, yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, that wraps up our review for Kingsman: Golden Circle. Um, we will be doing it's uh, probably the first Kingsman in a few weeks. I'd say. Right. Yeah, well, who's going to go next <laughs> in our... Uh, this I, was just kind of kicking it off, so it's not any of our movie. Right. It's uh, So who's going to go first in our uh, spy I think, block? I think you should kick it off, Colin. Okay. Cool. Um, so what would be next, then? Uh, next, we're going to be going back to uh, the old days. Brace yourself for some 1960s misogyny and racism. Uh, <laughs> we are going to be talking about From Russia with Love. All right. I'm, the I'm a... second james bond movie <laughs> oh okay all right um i'm excited for that that should be good uh, that'll be that'll be something something fresh something old something borrowed something blue um <laughs> but uh i guess we'll talk about any corrections and omissions that you have for um the movies that we have done before so that would be um what did we just do we did we did Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. yeah and beyond and beyond. Yeah. I don't have a correction or omission, but I do... Lawyers. <laughs> I do have a statement to read. <laughs> <laughs> the views of individual hosts of I Want You to Watch This do not necessarily rec re <laughs> represent the views of the podcast or its distributors. <laughs> I want you to watch this has great affinity and regard for the people of the great nation of Finland and has no animosity towards them. Yeah, keep it to yourself, Colin. Yeah, keep your hate for the Finns to yourself. <laughs> look, look, I read the statement <laughs> and we'll leave it there, okay? Yeah, you, you leave it there, Colin. You do that. <laughs> talking about your bumper stickers <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> all right <laughs> well uh, uh recommendations i guess we'll move into any recommendations we have um uh i'll i'll kick it off i do have a recommendation uh i just picked up um the uh nintendo 3ds game uh metroid uh, samus returns it's the latest metroid game oh my am i enjoying it it is classic side scroller metroid style um yeah just lots so much of, of the like oh you can't go here until you get this thing over here and you gotta backtrack right and like yeah just the best of metroid so yep. much fun just uh it's great um just a great handheld <laughs> game in general um so yeah i highly recommend it um and that's my recommendation for the week uh i will recommend the hitchhiker hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy um radio show it is currently on stitcher premium it is the uh original recording from the bbc radio oh cool from like 1978 oh right on um and yeah it's pretty fun i've gotten a couple episodes in and i think there's let's see there's uh 12 episodes on stitcher premium right now and that's the entire the entire show there right it's on. pretty cool that's Hitchhiker's awesome. guide to the galaxy um, I'm going to recommend Dr. No, the first James Bond movie. Uh, I needed a palate cleanse last night, so I watched <laughs> the uh, first half of Dr. No before I went to sleep. And 
I was just like, this is such a good movie. And it, it's not one that I'm going to be doing for this block just because From Rush With Love is better. But, I mean, if you haven't seen it, go check out Dr. No. Yeah. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking. <laughs> like, bang, 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 While James Bond is just walking through a hotel yeah. lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying wingtips through an empty hallway. Um, all right. Well, that's our recommendations for the week. Um, I guess uh, that kind of wraps us up for this episode. Um, go on to where you can find us, which would be on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. We're at IWYTWT, as well as individually. I'm at the Debucks. I'm at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. And hey, you can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash IWYTWT, as well as any and all podcast listening apps and most websites. Um, things like iTunes Podcast, things like Stitcher, Stitcher SoundCloud, like Overcast, Podbean. Yeah. Podcast Addict. Yeah. Also one. Yeah. And uh, anywhere that you do find us and it has a rating system, please write us a review. Rate and review. Give us five stars. It'd be really High cool. Five. Yeah. Um, I've yet to see anyone, uh, as of the last time I checked, write us a fresh review. And that is sad. But if you do, we will we will, we will, will thank you on, on our little podcast. Yep. Um, that, is, that is a promise from IWITWT. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um... Got anything else you guys want to say? Nope, but uh, join us for some From Russia with Love. Oh, hey, does this wrap up our, like, uh, kind of our summer blockbuster series? I can't well, really think of. maybe. Yeah. Well, it's fall, but yeah. maybe, maybe not, because we are probably going to want to talk about Blade Runner. I was just thinking that. So. We're, not, we're really out of summer at this point. So. Yeah, we have been. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to come up with a new name or maybe come up with like a fresh in theaters fresh in theaters the ongoing series but but yeah i think we're gonna have to talk about blade runner all right um sounds good well um yeah that's another thing uh put on your horizon but next up is from russia with love what's you uh,